Good afternoon, everyone. Or actually, I should say good morning because we're starting one hour earlier, folks, at 11 a.m. rather than the regular 12 p.m. Um, obviously, we're doing that only today because there is the Jeff Keeley event that goes live at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, uh, I'm going to be covering that. I'm not doing a live stream of it because there's a lot of other podcasts that are doing that. I'm going to be sitting back with my popcorn, with my drink, and watching it and taking notes because we're going to be going over everything tomorrow morning on Breakfast with Boom. Uh, Wilmy Hood um, is going to be joining us, and we might have we might have one other guest, but right now it's Wilmy Hood, and we're going to be breaking down everything. That was unveiled at Jeff's big show, basically Jeff's answer to E3, and I think he's going to deliver. Um, obviously, he is a, an industry star, at least in my opinion. A lot of people don't dig Jeff, and though I have publicly said that I don't always agree uh, with some of the tactics that he uses, I do say that he is something and someone that the industry needs, and I'm actually happy to say has because he does love gaming as much as we all do and even though he wears his you know love for uh you know playstation on his sleeve like a lot of us do for other uh you know xbox nintendo or playstation he is good for the industry and i cannot wait to see what he brings to the table but let's get into the quick introductions uh this is a massive panel folks um it's not as big as my brothers the iron lords who has just completely blown everyone away their five hour cast this past Sunday, I was proud to be a part of. They had a monster panel. It was one of the best episodes I think that they've ever put out personally. And if you missed it, my God, you know, you need to definitely go over to the Iron Lords podcast and check that out. But let's start with the guests first. Pong Soul, you're normally here on Tuesdays, but you took some time off for work. Shame on you. But now you're back <laughs> for the Thursday. And this is a big one to be a part of because it's our prediction show. How the heck are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Boom. Thank you so much for the invite. I, you know, I missed being here Tuesday. E3 hype has grabbed a hold of me. Uh, and I, I has so much to uh, that I wanted to talk about. I've been listening to all these great podcasts, and you invited me today, and I had to jump in here. And first of all, we were listening to Professor uh, you know, Professor Joe trying to give us uh, some kind of history lesson behind the scenes. So I didn't get a chance to say hi to N64, Josh, VJ, Archimedes, 3-Bit. Great to see you guys all this morning. You jumped in there in the middle of his his dramatic uh, speech that he had going on. So anyways, it's great to see everybody here today. Uh, even though Zemi is here as well, I thought I got rid of him on Tuesdays, but guess what? Here he is again. But you know what? It's great to be here with all you guys. Love you all. And chat great to be here with you so i can't wait to talk about these topics boom because it is e3 hype time yeah it certainly is and of course zemi games uh who is normally also a part of the tuesday show has taken the time to be here he'll be back next week at his regular seat i uh, had some you know school business to take care of obviously but zemi we cannot wait to hear what you have to say <clears throat> about some of the big topics welcome yeah, no, I had to come back for E3, right? I mean, like, like what's I, what, what type of uh, podcaster would I be or gaming podcaster would I be if, uh, if I didn't make a return for the uh, pre-E3 show, right? So uh, super excited to be here. Don't want to talk too much because we have a lot of people. We have a lot of topics to cover. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Can't wait to uh, talk about uh, our uh, speculations and what we kind of expect uh, out of this uh, year's E3. No, well, listen, it's great to have you back. Joe, let's get to you. Yeah, Professor what, uh, Joe, 
Uh, yes. Loved loved what you had to say. I'm going to be honest with you. It was very deep, very informative. I don't, necessarily oh, don't tell gonna, him that. I don't think Jesus. I don't think it's going to happen. But welcome yeah. to the program, brother. I hope that you know it's funny. You you, you came into the podcast this morning yeah. and you said, guys, I'm yeah. dying here. I, I am, am dead. But you know what? After the rant that you just went on, I think you're ready for this podcast. Welcome. I don't know about that. I I maybe it's the I've been listening to a lot of left, right, and center. Uh, recently and that's what i was listening to but when i was editing and so that's why i was like you know what let me get my let me get my little like sweater on let me get my little monocle i'm gonna be a professor this evening so i'm tired i'm dying there's a new trophy room episode check that out let's get into it <laughs> yeah well, you know what dude it's great to have you obviously you know one of the most most important things for uh this e3 for for xbox is halo what you're super as actually it's your most anticipated game of the year uh, and this is coming from someone who has a PlayStation podcast, folks. So that's how important Halo is. It still is. But let's continue the introductions. N64 Josh, welcome to the program, brother. Uh, you are now a permanent member here. How the heck are you? And welcome. I'm so good. And I don't know, like, <laughs> how that happened. But here I am. Here I am. <laughs> permanent member. So, so glad to be here. So excited to talk uh xbox some great topics this morning it's gonna be a good time yeah it's definitely be. and you know what how you know how it happened josh you're honest you're fun you you you, you know you, you you talk about the topics in a thought uh progressing kind of a way and i think that you're going to bring a tremendous amount of worth to the shows we do each and every week so we're glad to have you brother and uh welcome once again uh next up vj uh this 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 is the gentleman that i think we're all waiting to hear not only because he's a, is he a personal linguist not only because he has been a part of this industry, both at retail and in development, but he has also quite funny in a very low-key kind of way. VJ, welcome to the program. Morning, Boom. Morning, everybody in the panel and the chat. Um, let's do this, Boom. Well, listen, short and sweet. We love it. And we can't wait to hear what you have to say. And last, no way least, I call him Boxer Bear. You know him as Archie is hyped. Archimedes, welcome, brother. You made it on time. I made it on time. Yeah, earlier today, uh, the, the car of my wife broke down, and so I had to pick up the kids from sports class. I was in a rush, but I made it just in time for this amazing show. I mean, we have a stellar panel here today. We have, uh, as always, an amazing chat, and we have uh, the kickoff of E3 week later. Even though the Summer Game Fest isn't under the E3 umbrella, I know it still feels like the kickoff of the amazing E3 week. I'm super excited, not just for our show today there is so much content i have planned for for the next days um for my channel and um i'll be guesting on so many other podcasts of course the big one on sunday uh with you here boom uh, it's it's gonna, so exciting to be a gamer right now i i couldn't be more hyped yeah yeah absolutely uh it is listen folks um podcasts or your your favorite podcasters everyone that is anyone is going to be doing something obviously you know I'm doing something, uh, you know, everyone on the panel is doing something in one way or another. You know, obviously you, you can't, you only have two ears, right? You only have two sets of eyes unless you wear glasses like I do and you have four. Um, but I just want to real quick before we get into the opening news, the breaking news for Xbox, I'm going to flash on the screen what Double Barrel Gaming will be delivering for E3. 2021. Here is the complete coverage schedule. Um, obviously Sunday. 
at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're kicking off with the Xbox Bethesda pre-show event. We're going to be watching it live as a watch party. And then, of course, doing a post-show breakdown. Primetime Gaming is going to be Monday, June 14th. Biggest panel I ever put together. And here are some of the guest folks. Cognito from the Iron Lords. Tim Dog from RDX. And the host of RDX, Dealer Gaming, will be joining us to break down in real time exactly what happened on Sunday along with the primetime gaming uh, cast. Uh, then, of course, on Tuesday, I'm going to be covering the Nintendo Direct event. That goes live at pre-show at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, Wednesday, midweek, we're doing the E3 update podcast where we're going to get you up to date in a, in a full two-hour show of all the big news, and we're going to be breaking that down. And, of course, Thursday's Xbox Factor podcast, well, it's self-explanatory. That goes live at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And finally, when I drop dead from doing six podcasts in a row, Breakfast with Boom is going to be talking about our favorite moments of the week. And that is going to be Friday morning, June 18th, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, folks, what can I say then OMG, what a morning. I had I literally was presented by with so much news that I actually felt overwhelmed. I felt like I was struggling to give my words, but you know what? I am a good speaker. I'm not tooting my own horn, but I know how to get the people hyped. And we're gonna start with Flight Simulator. That's right. The Xbox Flight Simulator, the date has been leaked, releasing. On June 15th, that's right, folks, this Tuesday, and that comes to us from GameStop originally in Ireland, but that has now been confirmed by GameStop USA to be releasing on the 15th for the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. That is going to be a 90-plus meta game. It's one of the games that may not be an over-the-shoulder type of game that I want, but certainly a game that many people in the community are going to want to play because of its lifelike and realistic graphics and, of course, Xbox Game Pass day and date. Now, oh, come on. Who who doesn't want to fly over his own house with Who does not want to fly over graphics. New Rochelle, oh. New York? Well, I certainly am going to fly. I don't know if I'm ever going to land. I think we're going to crash for sure. <laughs> so don't get in the plane with Boomstick. Definitely bring a parachute for sure. But that's not the only news, folks. Phil Spencer and head of Xbox... Satya Nadala dropped the gauntlets this morning on a video that was about just under two minutes long explaining that they are here for the long haul. But see, that is not where it ends. According to our very good friends at the VGC, of course, VideoGamesChronicles.com, they've been posting one article after another and Matt Booty had some interesting things to say, and it says simply this. Xbox says it will continue to buy studios and wants to release games with an S every quarter. Matt Booty, I quote, says Microsoft will aim to grow its portfolio as Game Pass grows. And I'm going to have that article if in the show notes if you want to check it out for yourself. Um, and uh, it, that's not where it ends, uh, folks. More news in that Satya Nadala Phil Spencer interview, it was proposed that not only 
is Xbox going to be basically on every TV, but a stick and controller are going to be releasing. That's right, a stick that you plug into your TV and makes your TV basically an Xbox. And we've talked about that. Zemi talked about it last year. I talked about it last year. Phil alluded to it last year. And folks, I got news for you. If this comes to fruition, if they are able to change those server blades at Project X Cloud to all Series X or S blades, I think it's console war over. Because it's not going to be about how many consoles you sell. It's going to be basically Xbox will become literally the next Netflix. Every device that you have will somehow or another in a way be able to play an Xbox game. And that is just pure madness. But of course, listen, folks, like I said, this panel is too big to get into everyone's opinion. So we, we, we have to go right to topic number one. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, when I put this together, um, being a part of the uh, Iron Lords, you know, uh, prediction show, they had incredible um, uh, uh, topics, of course, written uh, whole, solely by uh, Cognito himself. And I took some of them and uh, I, I kind of reworded some things because I had different ways of how I wanted to. Um, ask the questions that I'm going to ask the panel. And I also added my own topics to this. Now, we only have about four of them. And there's a there's a fifth bonus one. Um, but And like I said, this is a big panel. Some people are going to be popping in and out, at, you know, because they may have to go. But listen, topic number one, folks, we got to get into the leadership. Now, the, long, the wrong leadership can cause massive amounts of, of PR damage. And that is exactly what happened to start the Xbox One generation. But Phil Dominus, Maximus, Aurelius Spencer said his ultimate promotion to when he when he got his ultimate promotion to the right hand of Satya Nadala, he has delivered on the promising promises of fixing Xbox. And I think he's done an incredible job. I got to get the panel's opinion. I'm going to start with Zemi Games. Zemi, has he answered the call of being the right leader for xbox uh yeah no absolutely he has um i mean like the proof is in the pudding you know look at 2013 look at now uh it's a night and day difference um and so for sure uh phil his leadership has uh impacted the xbox you know not you know not just the company the brand and and the idea behind xbox so tremendously and of course you know their business model their strategy going into this next generation had a huge impact on that um but not just phil right you know a lot of the times we like to talk about phil because he's kind of the the face of of uh of xbox but you know, I, I think sometimes we we might, you know, get a little bit ahead of ourselves and forget all of the uh, hundreds, you know, thousands of people that work at Xbox that, you know, put in just as much work as Phil Spencer does. Uh, and, and so, it, I mean, it honestly is a team effort, but for sure, Phil's leadership, his, you know, his ideology, his vision of where the brand, you know, where the company should go. Uh, has had a, a, a tremendous impact on on Xbox for sure, 100%. Well, look, you know, I, and I'm glad you actually said that because I, as, as a host, there's something that I forgot to mention. As, as magnificent as I believe Phil Spencer is as a person, as a gamer, as an industry leader, mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people under him that make the, uh, the cogs turn, 
Uh, and I say that about you all the time, that you being a part of the shows, you keep the show running. And there are a lot of um, the people that you'll never know. Like, we know who Sarah Bond is. We know who Aaron Greenberg and Larry Herb and Matt Booty, right? These, these, mm -hmm. are, these are front-facing people that, that not only work uh, directly with the community, but constantly are interacting with the community. But there are hundreds, and if not, like Zimmy said, thousands of people that make Xbox what it is. But the truth of the matter is without the proper leadership, this can go seriously wrong. And we saw that with Terry, the human roadblock, Meyerson. He nearly killed Xbox because of his poor leadership. And we, and I can go on about other people that have left. Uh, you know, good old Donnie D basically told you that if you didn't want an Xbox One, he had a console for you, and it was the Xbox 360. Wow. And he was getting paid six figures. Well, if Xbox is hiring, you can pay me the six figures, and I can guarantee you that will never happen. But, Joe, the marketing manager of the podcast. What up? I got to grab your opinion on this, brother. Has Phil yeah. Spencer, when answered the call, has he made good on his promises? Uh, yeah. <laughs> in short, yeah. Um, I think, you know, what we've seen today as well with all the announcements is um, pretty much what happens when a CEO backs their visionary. And I think, it, you Great know, point, I don't, yeah, I don't want to stroke anyone's ego, especially CEOs, but I got to give it up. Like, like as much as like, I res like love and respect or not love and respect. Sorry, respect uh, like, like Steve Jobs. I don't like, you know, praise him or anything like that. Um, but you know, he, he was a visionary and he saw things differently and he saw how the industry could be in 10 years and creating that plan of like, here's how we're going to be the first to it and, and, sh and strike oil here. And I think that's what we see with Satya with, with Phil is he, you know, Satya is the parent giving the kid the allowance, how much allowance, how much faith you have to have in that leadership. It kind of goes to show that not only did he course correct that boat, but he had a vision that Satya saw as well, saw that they could be ahead of the curve and said, you know what, let's invest in the future because what you said is completely right. Console War, first off, is always stupid, but like counting consoles has always been kind of, if you really think about it, an archaic way of it looking at it. really success. is, yes. Yeah. And really just them changing the conversation from the get-go. And it's not about this. It's dumb. Stop stop counting consoles. It's really about how many people can we get onto a service to have that recurring income. And yeah, seeing them invest in that future is always is always really awesome to see. So for me, um, yeah, he's he's done a fine, fine job, man. Yeah, and I, you know, I definitely appreciate that coming from uh, your opinion as well. And I think you're on to something. Uh, listen, we, Joe, you and I have talked about this, I think, almost to, to the point of nauseam. Uh, when yeah. you look at the three companies, they are traveling shoulder to shoulder. One's sure. going left, one's yeah. going right, and one's staying center. But you know something? They're all doing the same thing in their own way. And I think Microsoft will continue. Like, look, we understand that Sony is putting out these incredible, very expensive worlds that people love. And I'm one of them. We also mm -hmm. understand that Microsoft is heading in that direction, but they are also using streaming. Yeah. They're also using Game Pass 
and mm-hmm. everything else that they have that they have put together since Phil took over. And Nintendo, well, <laughs> Nintendo is always going to be Nintendo. And you know something? They're, they're always going to be okay. <laughs> There's no doubt yeah. about that. Um, but you know what? Let's get um, let's get Boxer Bear, uh, Archie, as Pong would say. And Pong, we'll get to you next, brother. Um, has Phil, in your opinion, as as an Xbox, you know, not exclusive because you obviously own multiple consoles, but as someone who prefers Xbox to be your you know your platform of choice for you as a customer, as a gamer, as an Xbox quote unquote guy, has Phil Spencer delivered on his promise from 2017? For sure. Um, I think we, we rarely have those um, leaders that are true visionaries, that have a plan that lasts longer than to, to bring um, the next uh, quarterly um, earning report uh, in order. A lot of, of we see a lot of, in a lot of companies, even outside of the gaming business, we see uh, CEOs acting like, um, yeah, in uh, like r- with a real short-term vision. Yeah, they do some stuff that that brings and makes the next earnings call a good one, but there's no vision for where the company wants to be in five years and ten years. And I think this is what Phil really has done so well um, over the last years, even t- before 2017, when he started to take over. Um, he had a vision. He had had a had something in mind that, with what he was able to convince the 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 board, leaderboard leadership board uh, at Microsoft to um, promote him to make gaming a f- a fundamental pillar of Microsoft because they haven't been that before. They were that that funny department within the the big Microsoft organization. Yeah, um, but with Phil's promotion, and he wouldn't have gotten that promotion if he wouldn't have been able to lay out a a proper vision to Satya and and the board, the management board. With that promotion, gaming suddenly became a fundamental part of the company. um, And to achieve something like that um, is incredible. We've seen how Microsoft has changed the gaming space, not just with xCloud, but with services like Game Pass, with a very strong focus on on um, on on hardware and performance in the console space. We haven't had that before either. Yeah, consoles have never been as powerful as in the start of this generation, and that's because Microsoft pushed the the power narrative in the middle of the last generation with the Xbox One X. Um, that it, it was something different than what what Sony was doing with their PlayStation 4 Pro. It was just, okay, the hardware power is important in the console business. Yeah, and that's why we have now the really the the most um, powerful consoles when compared to the PC space ever. We have more value than ever before. But I think the biggest thing that shows the fantastic leadership skills from Phil is something no one ever talks about. When Phil took over the team at Xbox, the moral and the enthusiasm and the 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 overall mood in the entire team must have been at an ultimate low after the launch of the Xbox One X. Uh, pardon me, of the Xbox One, the base Xbox One. Um, the team at in Redmond must have been down to yeah. <laughs> I would say really, that we, I, would, I, I would even say that they were dejected from yeah. what happened. 
I've never heard that word before, but uh, I believe you. <laughs> um, the thing what I'm, I'm saying is, and everyone who has ever been in a leadership role knows that one of the most difficult things is to motivate people. And if an entire team of hundreds of people um, is demotivated because a couple of leadership leadership decisions from three or four people within the, in the top hierarchy were absolutely wrong and their entire hard work for years because they have been working for years on the Xbox One went downhill, was destroyed in the press, was destroyed in the public perception. The moral must be so down. And for him to be able to motivate that team again, to push themselves to the limits, to deliver an incredible console in the One X, to go out, take the Xbox gaming division, because like Sammy said, this is nothing Phil can do alone if he doesn't have a proper team behind him. And there are hundreds of people at, in Redmond working in the Xbox division. Yeah, If he doesn't have that team behind him, he can't do anything. So this is, I think, his biggest accomplishment to get that team motivated again. And yeah, kudos to him. Um, I think the, this is the true leadership that we have seen, that he gets a team in Redmond that is now so determined to deliver fantastic games with more than 23 studio was what we learned today. Yeah, um, With all these um, fantastic services, with fantastic hardware, it's, it's just awesome to see a true leadership uh, accomplishment. I absolutely agree, and I think you're definitely onto something. And uh, yes, that that statement that uh, uh, that Archimedes is talking about uh, that came from the article, uh, more, and it, cl it clearly states more than 23 studios worldwide making games. Uh, basically, what that uh, did for me personally uh, is uh, confirm that we are going to get an announcement. Um, and uh, real quick, I got big shout out to our, our very good friend. I think he's he's a friend of everybody, um, and I'm talking about Tim Dog. Uh, Tim Dog, who is he's a straight shooter, uh, loved him for his honesty. Uh, he will call out Microsoft, uh, and he has. Uh, he did something, uh, um, I don't want to say suspicious. I'm going to say now whether this was a mistake, this was to get the hype train rolling. Maybe he was uh, playing, I don't know. I think he, I, I, I don't think he's a guy that plays. He tweeted 27 studios, and then deleted it. I honestly believe in Pong. Uh, well, you know, we're going to get to Phil in a second, but we were talking privately and we'll make it public now that we believe that there are four more studios coming to Xbox game, uh, the Xbox game studios. Uh, but we won't get into that now because that's that's one of the bonus questions that we're going to get to. <laughs> but, you know, Pong, you have watched the industry for quite some time. Uh, you yourself are in the industry, not the gaming industry, but an industry that that you can see, you can see the rise and fall of a company with both poor and proper leadership for you has Phil made on with his promises. Yeah. I mean, you've got to say as of this moment, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, I think when Phil took over and I think everybody so far has hit on all the key points. Um, but when you take over a, uh, position that Phil did, that was not, respected within a trillion dollar corporation um, and a position that was 
uh, at an all-time low and possibly to the point of leaving an industry altogether. There's a lot of people who could have just simply given up. Um, but sometimes the right person comes along at the right time. And Phil, uh, we cannot, first of all, yeah, his leadership abilities uh, can never be denied again from what he's just accomplished so far. And we're not even talking about what the future looks like. Again, nobody knows the future. Nobody has that crystal ball. Anything could happen. Uh, it could all come apart and unravel in, at any moment. But from what he's built and what we can project on, uh, you got to say his leadership abilities are through the roof. Uh, but from the standpoint um, of, of him taking over when he did and being the person that he is, which is a gamer at heart, and we see other CEOs and other leadership positions in other companies within the game industry that that does not fit right that that not everybody has that in them but phil is a gamer at heart he understands the culture behind gaming and that cannot be undersold as to the importance as to what he's done because when he came in there he came in with a passion to see xbox through the roughest of times and he came in there at a point when again other people may have just gone with the flow and, and just did their best and then just let it kind of fade away or or maybe xbox just becomes a publisher of games or whatever the case uh, was going on at that time but he came in with a passion and he understood the importance that Xbox had within the game industry as a not a software maker but also as a hardware maker and he wanted to see that turn around and so he came up with this vision and then as other people have alluded to you know he put people underneath himself he got people in positions that he could trust because if you're going to rebuild something like that uh you got to have people underneath you you got to have your second third commands people that you can lean on heavily and he did that with the sarah bonds with the aaron greenbergs with the matt booties uh all that good stuff I, he he put those people into positions to succeed uh if he could get his vision off the ground and that was his next step was to get satya now once you know terry myerson's and and those kind of people got out of the way phil had a direct you know, a direct phone, uh, a direct conversation kind of with Satya to prove that his vision could happen. Uh, and I think that obviously from what we've seen, he must have done something really big to prove to Satya that this could be done because this is not a small investment as we've seen that micro that you're asking Microsoft either, even as a trillion dollar corporation to undertake to rebuild from basically scratch, having basically no studios at that point and saying hey we need to go invest heavily and not only that but we need to put R&D into our consoles and we need to bring the console back uh, in the to become the most powerful console to be the market leader we have to go out and just turn every narrative that has been against us so far onto our side and that what that's what he obviously accomplished however he did that and not only that satya thought enough of what he was doing to make him to invite him to the big boys table to the to the big person's table uh and become a pillar within a trillion dollar corporation which means he he not only convinced Satya, but he convinced the investors, which is probably the hardest thing to do because that's what you have to, that's where the money comes from. That's where, that, those are the people that have to be convinced that you are leading 
uh, in a right direction. And he did that in spades so far. And again, we can project out, we can see the, you know, the, the trajectory that he is currently on, that his team is currently on with Xbox. And we could say, yeah, it looks, looks futures looking incredible right now um and we will see if that's if that's the case but he has turned that narrative now where xbox is actually changing the game they are the ones that are leading the pack with xcloud with game pass they are leading the pack in so many areas right now and extending their lead as we speak as we just you know heard boom they're not done because they know they have to get out in front of everybody. This this Netflix of gaming is real, and they want to become that. And the only way they're going to do that is by growing so big that anybody else trying to come into the space, whether it's Sony, whether it's Nintendo, it doesn't matter, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Google, and we've already seen Google drop out, uh, that, that everybody looks up and goes, okay, well, we're really never going to catch them, uh, so we're just going to try to have to carve our space out here. Um, and, and in order to do that you have to have the right leadership in place you have to right, have the right people in place all the way from the top to the bottom that all see that vision and go we're all in and right now phil has done that phil has everybody on board including those above him so absolutely he's fulfilled his uh, promise so far uh and i'm so happy he's here uh, in the gaming industry and leading xbox to uh, oh, you on, on ask phil out on a date you, you sound like you're you sound, you sound like you're going steady with this with this CEO. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? You got to call a spade a spade. And you know something to add to what Pong had to say. <laughs> um, he, he, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, we love you too, Joe. Uh, of course, he has the industry on board. Correct. A a and and Correct. what do you? What do I mean by that? That means that people are seeing what Game Pass is doing for their games, and they want to be on board. I have it on full authority. From several developers, and yes, I actually know several developers that have talked to me privately, who of course I will not name, but have told me personally, boom, there's a waiting list to get onto Xbox Game Pass. That is how big this thing is. And why is that? Because they are currently just about, if not already, at 25 million. And anything that has 25 million of anything is a lot of eyes on potentially your product that would and that's why you will see a, at least one if not two major third-party triple a games releasing day and date uh, this year into game pass yes yes as a matter of fact 100%. i think I, yeah, I think one of them is dying like two but you know what i you know i could i you know, i thought battlefield i really did but when you're getting the 10 hour free play we don't want to we don't want to bring up battlefield that's a sore spot for a lot of folks but let's uh, I, I do want to get the three bit first because he's here on limited time but 3-Bit, you know, as much as I want to hear from a gamer's perspective, your opinion, I really want you to come at this from a developer's point of view. And I ask you to do that because you are, of course, in the industry. You just got done working with Ubisoft. And obviously, you know, we can't wait to see what you were up to when their show goes live. But from a developer's perspective... What does having Phil Spencer in your corner while you're building these games do for your personal morale? And has Phil done his job of giving the developers confidence? 
Yeah, for sure. I, I think Game Pass is is a way. I I think it has a lot of misconceptions to people who don't really understand what Game Pass is. Um, Game Pass is a, a really good platform for not only us consumers uh, but also developers um, because it 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 encourages people to buy more games. And I know people always say like, how is that possible? Like you're just renting the games um, <laughs> or, or whatever the case is, but it really does um, create this sort of ecosystem for uh, people to, to uh, save money, but then they spend it somewhere else. And I, I think Phil was able to take a uncommon industry trait which was to share your games across multiple devices and made it an even more profitable feat for Microsoft. Not only was sharing your games with PC, but also adding things like xCloud, not to mention Game Pass. And all these things are good for developers because it gives people more options to uh, be able to play with these games. And, and it's an amazing deal for gamers. And everybody knows that most companies, uh, they don't care about straight up hardware sales anymore. It's all about residual income, which means you continue to receive money after completion of a product. And, and guess what has that? Services. So Phil not only has the backing of Satya and was able to uh, expand their games out to PC, but they really increased Game Pass subscriptions by what, like 27 million subscribers or, or so now? Or, um, yes. And, and continuing to grow. But what makes Phil Maximus Spencer <laughs> so great is uh, he, he was able to to purchase and be in charge of one of the largest acquisitions in gaming history, with that being ZeniMax, and and now adding uh, to that twenty three plus studios and 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 you know Jez is is <laughs> teasing that and Colt also on Twitter. Colt Eastwood like, said three. Yeah, someone in the chat yeah. actually just said that. Yeah, the twenty three is the new twenty six. Uh, is what he said on Twitter. So I think um, all of this and adding to that lineup. Um, not to mention even expanding their uh, the streaming stick, uh, giving people options to jump into that ecosystem is great. Not only for gamers, like when you're jumping into the Xbox ecosystem as a gamer, you have all these different options. You're not just restricted to the console. The console is great, but you're also able to play on xCloud. You're also able to play on PC and, and Microsoft does make that money <laughs> uh, from you doing uh, any one of those uh, playing on the console, playing on the PC, and now even the streaming stick. Um, so if you want to play all these different games that are about to come, and, and they said they are planning on uh, making a, a game come uh, every three months or, or something yes, like that. And, I, I and they said, and what they did is uh, they were very specific on games with an S. Uh, yes. So they want several games uh, released. Uh, every quarter, which is every three months. And if they had it their way, that means that they could potentially be putting out a game every month. Now, is that possible? I don't know. I'm not a developer, but all I know is that if they, there's going to come a point where all of these studios and there's 35 teams making games, they're going to have to release them. Uh, and they're not going to, you know, keep delaying it because, you know, the team on the left released it next last month and the team on the right releasing it this month. They're going to have to figure out a way. And you know something? Um, th there's going to be a lot of games. For sure. And um, again, it's just it's just, it's amazing for, for both gamers and, and, and consumers. And uh, people don't need to worry about the profits. <laughs> Developers are doing just fine. Uh, I see a lot of people concerned like, oh, uh, how's Game Pass making their money? Well, 
they also released information on MLB The Show, and I think um, ha- how that jumped to like number one of of one of the most sell games on Xbox. So I never and, understood yeah, the bit of like why why do you care how company A is making their money if you're getting that entertainment out of it? Is there exactly. is there an explanation out of that? I don't get it. I don't get that either. Because yeah. like either way, like I'm not really worried as a as to say as a gamer, right? I'm not worried about uh, how they're doing things. I just want I just want the thing. I just <laughs> I just want uh, the best deal I can possibly get, and then uh, you guys handle the rest. That's not my job. <laughs> well, my it, it kind of is my job. But like so developers and publishers are making these deals, so obviously. It's going to be beneficial to them. That's why they're making this deal. No one's holding them down yes. to sign that piece of paper. Yes, that's, they, a, that's a great yeah, point, Joe. Exactly. I, th- I think that gets lost in translation. Uh, I know there was a running narrative, not not and just and not you know pointing the finger at just PlayStation guys or gals. No, that, it just was a running industry narrative. How how are these people making money? Microsoft is the only one making money. Well, I can tell you that's not true because I had developer friends tell me, "Boom, that is so far from the truth. I can't begin to tell you." Yeah, so. it, it, they're making money. So uh, either way, it's going to be great. Satya, Phil, good good combo there. And I'm looking forward to what they got in the future. Yep, me too. And I'm glad that you, we had a chance to get your opinion on it, brother. Uh, listen, if, you, if, if we're going to keep going, but if you got to drop, if you got to drop out, because obviously you got work responsibilities, uh, you know, listen, we'll, we'll definitely get your opinion on Tuesday's show. Because obviously, if you didn't know, 3Bit has joined the Tuesday show with us. Uh, because obviously he's been doing things on Thursday. Um, so uh, yes. I'm happy to have that. And it's going to be great to have you there along with Pong Soul and Zemi Games. And of course, uh, like I, m- I mentioned in the beginning, J- N64 Josh has joined the Thursday show with us each and every week. Uh, but you know what? Let, let, let's get um, Archimedes. We got your opinion on it. N64 Josh, speak of the devil. Uh, let's get your opinion on this. You know, obviously, this is, a, this is a, not a loaded question. Those are coming. But for you, as an Xbox fan, has Phil Spencer done what he promised you specifically as an Xbox fan? He he turned a ship that was not going to be easy to turn. Yes. You know, I, I, I'm sitting here with the Xbox Series X, excited to be in the Xbox ecosystem because of what phil spencer is, has done i perch i have the day one xbox one controller i still have the 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 box i was still i was still in and i slowly i slowly faded and be, because of the work he's done and and the work of the team and you can see it you can see the passion from every from every facet from from aaron to josh to everybody that's working there to the you know the the leak of the series s and just that infamous tweet of just the the meme right there's just so many things that they have done right now the 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 xbox fridge there's just they they're very community focused and it and it comes through and they they care and and I love that, and so I'm I'm all in. And, and Phil, Phil's Phil's uh, relationship with the community is is that one of the reasons what brought you back? 
he's just his style has always resonated with me. Like he he doesn't see he's he's a gamer. He's not afraid to like you know talk about the the PlayStation or how he's a fan of this or have the Switch in the background. Like he feels like a gamer first, and then the then you know then the head of Xbox. And yeah. you know his his love for Destiny. You know even after Bungie, you know separate you know went 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 off and 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 uh, essentially i mean destiny was was very much a, a a playstation you know they had all the they had all the perks over there you know and he just just his his attitude his mentality all of it is is a huge reason that i've that i've stayed in the uh xbox ecosystem or and at least come back in a much greater greater way now yeah, well, great stuff, Josh. Absolutely. Real quick, before I get to VJ, and I'm looking forward to this, uh, I got to thank two people with Super Chats that have come in. The first two of the day, Tushy Gaming with the $2 Super Chat and says, VJ, is <laughs> fish and chips okay for tea tonight? And I say, well, why the heck not? Uh, and Rocker Corey, good friend of the show, drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, wished I could give more. Don't ever think that, brother. The, your, your view and your thumbs up uh, in your like is more than enough, but I definitely appreciate the generosity. Just wanted to say, Boom and team, you're doing a hell of a job. It's a great time to be an Xbox gamer. Future is bright. Yes, thank you so much. And listen, folks, uh, in regards to Super Chats, obviously there was a pause on being able to fund the channel that has been lifted. If you want to donate uh, to Double Barrel Gaming through Super Chat, through Super Sticker, or, of course, channel membership, it is greatly appreciated, but it's not expected Obviously, the world is still in a pandemic, and you know what? The fact that you're here listening, I'm very happy with that. But, of course, it will always be unbelievably grateful if you support. And speaking of support, Will Bogaggins, one of my favorite <laughs> tag names of the chat, he drops an outstanding $2 of a chance. The future of Xbox is bright. Stellar panel, mate. Well, thank you so much for that, brother. Um, VJ. Yes, you know, you always bring a very unique way of uh, explaining yourself when these questions come about. And, you know, you obviously, you know, you, you do notes. And this is why we love having you a part of the panel. You have been on the industry both sides of the coin. I talk about that all the time. A lot of people don't know that VJ is very, very, very low key. And he's been a part of the industry, both in development and in retail. Two very important aspects. Again, both sides of the coin. As uh, looking through this glass for you, VJ, has Phil Spencer delivered on his promise from 2017? Um, God, the panel came up with <laughs> the panel kind of covered it back to front, inside out, and I uh, haven't really left much for me to say, but I'll, I'll give it a go. But um, I think since perhaps even before you know, t finally taking over as the um, boss of Xbox, I think Phil has shown he was quite well aware of the overall situation and potential of the Xbox division. I think the potential being delivering a profitable business in line with um, Satya's or, or Microsoft's uh, requirements, but all of that, doing all of that while not compromising his personal philosophies. And if you've been in business and you go in with these great ideas, you go in with all this uh, bravado, listen, you know what, I'm going to do this. I've got the opportunity and I'm going to make a difference. And, 9.9 .9 times out of 10, 
you are compromised. It's just a fact of life. You know, the reality of doing business, surviving, proverbially bites you in the in the, in the rear end. So, Xbox, um, I'm I'm assuming here. So, based on you know what little I've understood about Phil, because I don't know the guy personally, and I feel a bit you know I feel it's a bit unjustified to sort of judge him outright. But is his philosophy for me? Um, and I think it was something that you said last year, Boom, that sort of uh, stayed with me, is that he's kind of building Xbox, uh, its DNA and and, and politics uh, going forward are not based on Sony or Nintendo's attitudes uh, towards gamers. And I think that's what everybody's trying to say uh, or are saying or is saying uh, in the panel. And on on sort of you've got on once when it comes to feel on one side of the coin, you know, I think, you know, everyone said that he shows uh, tremendous leadership, self-belief, assuredness, awareness and calmness, all whilst under constant pressure to deliver his plan and vision and credit to Satya for supporting him. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> it's his it's Satya's job, right? It's his job to back the right horse, you know, for, for the business model or the project or the division, et cetera, and so on and so forth. On occasion, uh, boom, we've talked about Phil um, and I've listened to Phil, read his interviews and I've looked a little deeper at his body language, especially when he's engaged in various PR activities, whether it's with the fans or whether it's financially or commercially commercially rated, uh, related so from time to time. And he's had to show strength and character even more so when some of his team around him have let him down. And I, and I, and I have to say that because I have to be honest and consistent. Um, and I think they've done it undoubtedly and profoundly. And I make no apologies for pointing out the obvious that Phil needs better management in certain areas supporting him. On the other side of the coin, Phil's shown me his, his how can I put this, his greatest strength and his greatest weakness from all my time observing him. And again, you know, it's my limited observation because I don't know the guy, I don't work with him, and I don't see everything that's going on behind the veil at Xbox. And though that strength and weakness, they're one and the same, and it's trust. And, uh, and perhaps, you know, we could look more closely at unmitigated loyalty and sometimes the lack of creative ruth ruthlessness is something to think about also. But at the same time, over the last six months, because these are the not points that are new, new to you guys that have been with me on the panel since I've joined Boom Show. These are some things I've echoed since, the first, since a year ago, but I do see improvements in those areas. In terms of the division, I think he's offering to the consumer, to us guys, right, that we're on the panel and discussing all of this is great hardware and a subscription service, which you can access via many other devices if he gets his way, right? And technology allows so allows it to be, you know, to be done so. So, and he's also assembled together a technically, I would say a far more technically secure stable of first party creative studios, all with different degrees of potentiality because we're still yet to see those games. And hopefully that, that narrative will change on Sunday. And while we await you know, for all this internal content to arrive, which is the number just seems to grow every time I'm on the show, but Phil's, Phil's licensed uh, or his team have <laughs> gone out and um, licensed a good, street, a good steady stream of third party content for the ever-evolving Game Pass service, which you know, uh, boom, whether I criticize it or I praise it, you know, I've pretty much been living in it for the last seven months, about 90% of my time. And 10% of the other, the other time that I haven't been in it has been playing games that I've bought for full price. So it gives you an idea of how much I'm invested into it. And of course, there are things that I agree with, and I'm not in sorry, that I am in total alignment with when it comes to Phil. And there are some things that Xbox do that are not quite clear to me. 
And even though some of the planning may be obscure to us, um, and I'm trying to give a balanced opinion here, right? Not a euphoric one. Phil is perhaps, you know, fully aware and he knows the points that need addressing, but only as and when he deems appropriate and perhaps even based on strategic timing, right? Look, I, I, quite frankly, um, I'm so unaware of proceedings at Xbox because these days, you know, I'm more of a consumer, but I can't, you know, sort of categorically sit here and judge Phil. I can only imagine the agenda uh, him and Jim Ryan, for example, his, his opposite number are faced on a daily basis. And I can't judge either of them in any sort of entirety. And, and what concerns me is, and I think this needs to be said, is that many others or many people, or many people even in the community feel that they have the right or knowledge to do so. And that or perhaps even they just feel the need to do so. For what reason, I, I don't know. Um, and I can't subscribe to that, right, since most of us are poor judges of characters coupled with modern-day lack of sort of thought process, you know, before spewing our nonsense all over others. And and the fact that we deliver, sometimes, even me, right, deliver low-rent opinions prior to any sort of humane or even reasonable understanding and discovery. If, And I'm saying all of this because if Phil has shown me anything is that, he has not shirked away from the recent embarrassing legacy of Xbox. In fact, he's embraced the history and responsibility wholeheartedly. I think, I think that we understand, even as individuals, how difficult that is to do, even privately, right? Sit, stand in front of a full-length med and really take a good look at yourself, let alone face off publicly when, you know, every other twit on, on, on YouTube or on uh, social media wants to castigate you daily, right? And he's used, and I've used this phrase so many times on the show, he's used capitalizing on failure as a focal point to help drive himself and his team to reinvent Xbox. And at the end of the day, I can only sit alongside my sort of fellow panel members and community in the chat, um, which you allow me to do on a weekly basis, Boom. So thank you for that. And and watch how the next decade of events unfold. And because we're still in the embryonic stages of what Phil wants to do, right? He's probably coming to the end of his first five-year plan, right? And well into his second five-year or 10-year plan. And, and as I say, it's a, there's a decade of events to unfold and a major event and perhaps a turning point that we're all looking forward to is this Sunday on June 13th, if I've got that right. My memory doesn't always serve me, yes. serve me that well. And, and look, boom, in the confines of a podcast, it's really difficult for me to sort of cover every aspect of Phil's tenure since he was being in charge of Xbox. And even prior to that, right, what's led up to it, I feel I'm doing Phil a huge injustice, right, especially since I don't know the gentleman. And each, each of us on the panel, could sit with you for two hours, full, two full hours, and discuss this topic. So I hope what I've had to offer for now is uh, is decent. Absolutely, listen, absolutely, dude. There's there's no doubt you failed to deliver. Um, and uh, listen, uh, real quick, Joe, Mister Badbit had a family emergency. Uh, hopefully everything is okay at home. He had to step out. Um, so you know, obviously we wish him the best. And if I get an update throughout the show, I will certainly. I'll let everyone know about that. But I definitely got to catch up on some of the Super Chats. There's been quite a few of them. And it starts with Chaos Might, good friend and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat. says, can't wait to see all of these games come out. Thanks for what you do, Boom. And shout out to the wife for encouraging you to do this. Thank you. Yeah, it's more. she does more than encourage. Uh, as a matter of fact, like I said uh, in previous podcasts, she's officially working with me full time on this uh incredible dream and i could not expect i not have asked for a better partner 
Uh, besides being my wife, she is my best friend and now officially my partner to Double Barrel Gaming. And that's super important. Sin Vendetta, generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, boom. The most important thing that needs to be answered is Sunday at Xbox E3 show will be will Elden Ring be there? Boom, we need an answer. I got news for you folks. Uh, and this is directed directly at Sin Vendetta. I have it on good authority that uh, that um, trailer was pulled. Um, and uh, we talked about this on Primetime Gaming of the terror tactics that Sony is currently using uh, with uh, people looking to partner with Xbox and not them. And I can't say for certain that is what happened, but the contract was not signed and Xbox basically offered a significant amount of money for the trailer. And that money was left untouched by, uh, by Bando Namkai um, to, uh, to, to allow Microsoft to have the Elden Ring trailer and no, we're not getting it at E3, uh, and that's that's very sad. And again, I don't know if the terror tactics of Sony and their unbelievable behavior uh, is uh, is to blame. But no, I don't. I would not expect Elden Ring there. It was supposed to be there, but coming listening to the Xbox Era podcast, a uh, special Nick said that it was in fact pulled. So I don't know what to expect but i don't think we're going to see it reggie mobile nine generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says great day to you boom and the all-star panel excellent show as always well thank you so much i definitely appreciate you being here i appreciate the generosity and of course the compliment and we also have um a wise old gamer generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding five hours of says, good morning, boom, and all. It's summer. No classes to teach. No papers to grade. Xbox E3 on Sunday. How can life be any better? The, the present is a gift indeed. And Drawn TJ, another generous friend of the show, he drops. An outstanding five hours of chat and says, hi, boom, and panel. Who do you think they will announce they bought at E3? Yeah, it's going to be a topic. We're going to get into that. Uh, so you know what, 3-Bit? I know that you got to go, brother. So we're going to get to you first on topic Number two. Now, this one, this is a spicy one, folks. You know, in the last few days, the words temper your expectations have been the running narrative with both the Xbox community, the gaming, or should I say, uh, journalist community, as well as the trolls of the interwebs. My question is, why the F should we temper our expectations? It's freaking E3. It's Nerds Christmas. And I expect big things. Are we setting ourselves up for disappointment is the question. 3-Bit, take that away before you get on out of here. Yeah, I don't I don't want to temper my expectations. <laughs> it, That's I the think, spirit. <laughs> I, I think E3, to me, has always been um, like the Christmas uh, of the year, right? I, I think it's gamers Christmas as people like to point out. And um, there are a lot of potential announcements this year. There's stuff I know about and there's just stuff that's going to be there that I'm looking forward to seeing different acquisitions. I want to see uh, what Halo Infinite has going on. Uh, we know there's going to be some type of multiplayer announcement. Um, there's already been some little leaks here and there for, for the multiplayer beta uh, that's going to be there. Excited to see that, um, and then things we don't know about um, that they're keeping very. That, that to me is the hush, most hush. exciting part. And you know what? I got to be honest with you, three bit. My God, the, they are have been tight lift because 
we have seen in the past huge aspects of Microsoft leaks and nothing has even dripped out. Yeah, they're doing really good. I don't know. Uh, I know um, during the Game Awards show, um, they didn't even like uh, Jeff Keighley didn't even know, <laughs> right, that they were going to announce the Series X there. So I'm wondering if they're doing something similar here uh, where maybe they're they're showing things to other people, but it's like a fake thing. I don't know. I just know they're do doing very good uh, tight-lipped service here with what's going to be at that show, but that makes it good, uh, in my opinion. I I'm really excited to, to uh, see what they have um, what they're going to announce and is Elden Ring going to be there? Uh, is Perfect Dark going to be there? Like uh, I've been hearing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just overall, I'm not tempering my expectations. <laughs> uh, show me what you got. And um, this is the, the gamer Christmas of the year. So, you know, to all the people who are saying like, oh, oh I don't want to be excited for it or whatever. That's fine. But, you know, my expectations are high. Um, I am. I love this stuff either way. You show me Halo Infinite and like a Starfield, then I to me that's like a ten out of ten. Uh, I agree. I you know, know what? I agree with you. I I think that. Um, listen, I I look, folks. What what I can't change your mind. I could tell you right now that if you ever wanted to hear a loud New York voice from me, <laughs> expect to hear that at this E three. I'm I'm right there with you, uh, three bit. I think that. Why sh a why should we temper our expectations? And I agree with you. If Halo delivers, if Starfield delivers, if they have some surprises, ten out of ten. Yeah, just with those. Uh, but I gotta get out of here. And uh, it's been nice being on the panel with everybody. Uh, VJ, Archimedes, Bad Bit, who's here? Pong, you already know. Zemi, my arch nemesis. Uh, it's good <laughs> seeing you guys. <laughs> And uh, I'll see you guys in the, in the next show. Later, three bit. Yeah, definitely, brother. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely catch you on the back end, brother. Thank you so much. Let me just catch up on a few of the super chats. Yeah, my God, we had a, quite a few of them pop in here. We had um, Eagles fan seventy six, generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says, uh, "Colt is saying twenty six is the new twenty three. Yeah, that's that's what it is, folks. And I got news for you: <laughs> the Crytek boomstick rumor." is going to come to fruition and people who doubted the boomster are going to be eating lots of crow and it won't be me and i cannot wait gerald mack drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says phil dominus maximus aurelius spencer yeah we got to get a fourth one in there uh king says no but i'm going to override king can i override a king i don't know I'm, I'm more of a jester than a king so i don't know if i can do it but i'm going to try lmnopo good friend of the show he drops an outstanding final super chat says, Good morning, boom and gang. Hyped for E3, Halo, and most importantly, Fan Fest. Having my friend come over with his son for the first E3 ever. Dude, that is dope. I absolutely applaud that. See, that is what I'm talking about. Gaming together, bringing making it like an event. That's that's dope, dude. And our good friend Davikin89 drops a very generous final super chat and says, I got the feeling that Phil and Satya cleared the way this morning for the good stuff coming in the next hours and days and uh, with games and acquisitions. And I agree. I think you're on to something with that. Davikin. Uh, Pongso, I got to get to you, brother. We, You and I are on the same mindset. I say, why temper expectations? I think we should, we should ask for the world. And I think Microsoft is going to deliver. What is your opinion on this? Absolutely. You know where I've been. I've been on top of the hype mountain the entire time. I'm not coming down. 
So I, I really don't care. Uh, people can say I'm in danger. People could say you're going to fall off. I don't care. Uh, I believe that this, even if some things have gotten, you know, pulled or, or pushed, delayed, whatever you want to call it from this show, just because of the whole situation going on with everything that's happened over the past year with the shortage of consoles, I don't care. I still think Microsoft is coming with the big guns. I still think Xbox is there uh, to blow our socks off. And I think like you were just talking about with 3-Bit, I think a lot of stuff has been tight-lipped and kept uh, hidden from us. Now, it's a 90-minute show. Uh, we've got a good idea of some of the major players we're going to see there. But all the stuff in between that that they are not leaking this time around, which is, like you said, boom, rare uh, in a lot of ways. We usually do get some major leaks. I think that there has been a change there. I think that uh, Bethesda is also, Zenimax as a whole, but Bethesda especially, is having some influence already on how Microsoft approaches this. Um, you know, I listen to a ton of shows. You know this, boom. And people yeah, that know, do, yeah. yeah, yeah. And people, people in the know, people that do have connections within Microsoft, are, are you know and xbox are starting to say that they think that whole temper the expectations thing that that kind of that down feeling that some people in the community some big people in the community had a few weeks ago uh was all kind of planned uh that this was another uh situation where they just they just want to be able to surprise everybody so yeah uh i'm on top of the hype train i was just watching i i didn't even see this morning along with all the other stuff coming out that they actually put a new uh trailer for flight sim for the series consoles at the yes. end of that uh thing this morning yes. i was just watching that on my my oled oh my god are you kidding me right now and that you looks know, <laughs> on top of it looking amazing it's releasing yeah. next tuesday right exactly um so i think this this is the kind of stuff that we're going to see out of this show i i think they have a plan in place and again yes do they have to, if, if i was phil i would drop it all and just walk off stage right i would just blow every i don't care i would just blow everybody out of the water now do i think that they're going to to you know keep some stuff for some future shows and and rolling into next year absolutely i i, I do believe that i don't think we're going to see everything but i think from from a hype standpoint i think that even if you are hyped like me if you're standing on top of Mount Everest with your hype. I, I think you're going to come out of this show extremely happy uh, with everything that they're going to show. Um, and I can't wait to get on with this. I, Sunday cannot come soon enough, Boom. You know, it's funny. One of the things that we didn't talk about, uh, I have to bring it up because I keep forgetting it. Uh, before I get to Sin Vendetta's recent, um, you saw that, that, that picture of Thanksgiving with all the characters. Folks, yeah. the, oh, the, yeah. the oh. lead character from Wolfenstein was there with standing there. Like, if that doesn't say that me and Boxer Bear have been right from the beginning about Wolfenstein 3 or Wolfenstein 3, I keep saying it wrong, but I'm going to. Wolfenstein. The is, you pronounce the Stein really good, but you have to work on your wolf. It's not wolf, it's Wolf. 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 Wolfenstein. Yeah, I, I'm never going to get it. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. One day I'm going to surprise the hell out of you, but I think that we Boom, boom. My advice is to continue being the lazy American that wants to pronounce it however you want to pronounce it that's my advice to you live your truth brother leave my truth but you know what real quick speaking of truth and Sammy, this is pointed directly at you so get ready sin uh -oh. vendetta drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and says just for fun because i haven't done it in a while zemi <laughs> what is the core of the elder wand um 
Your silence is definitely Thestral hair. I honestly don't know because I love Harry Potter, but I'm not into it that much. But certainly Sin Vendetta is, and I think he might have bested you once again, Zemi. Shame on you. Uh, but uh, let's continue with, of course, the panel. Let's go to VJ on this. Zemi, I'll come back to you on the back end. Okay. Z- VJ, I got to get your opinion on this. This, this, okay. is, this, is, this is a very subjective, this is a very opinionated uh, you know, uh, topic. For you, mm-hmm. you know, we have been hearing, I wait until next E3 because, man, that's when they're going to deliver. But I think that post E3 2018, as great as that conference was, and it was goddamn great, I think that this might potentially, this has the potential to be the best Xbox console, I mean, uh, Xbox conference ever. For you, are you tempering expectations or are you going to? Uh, buck what everyone is saying to do um i think um yeah thanks for coming me so early boom <laughs> i was half asleep um there is always um something to be said about a measured approach given a set of circumstances i think this e3 event and the circumstances leading up to it is certainly not one of them i think it's just leaning into your words such as temper your expectations uh, in this specific scenario are, are words often used to employed or employed by people that want to perhaps, I don't know, protect themselves from disappointment and projecting their own thoughts or, or feelings or, or are perhaps doubtful or do not want to see the circus that may ensue if an event is not all it could or should have been. Or perhaps these individuals you mentioned or, or uh, clumps of the society that you mentioned or community that you mentioned is that just want to sow the seeds of doubts in others and have nothing better, better, you know, nothing better else to do. So either way, I would just say, think for yourself and do it carefully and think about the logical course of action, right? For me, E3 should be, and I think we talked about this before, but I've been talking about this last year. For me, E3 should be a time of joy, uh, positivity and celebration. And like you say, you know, all very subjective, right? If you ask me, depending on what you're into and look, boom, I don't want to give too much away here because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm under oath with MI5, but I remember boarding a plane for um, for about 15 years on the trot, right, heading to E3, Gamescom, or TGS. And my feelings, uh, you know, sort of um, always, you know, were either exhilaration, enthusiasm, and excitement. And they were all, and those emotions were always, or feelings were always at their peak. And look, Everything that happens at E3 is inevitable, right, this year. Right? We're so close to it now, right? Not much is going to change. And it's going to be down to you to manage your emotions and respect what Xbox will show us, and whether you love it or, or, or otherwise. And after Sunday, you know, Boo, really, you've been in this business for a long time, and you know that there's going to be at least two sort of, at least, of, at least two extreme groups, right? You're either going to be in the, uh, group A, which is, happy, content, euphoric, or simply floating on cloud nine and singing angelic or celestial hymns about Phil, or you're going to be in the other camp, camp B, or maybe C, just put a little bit of a divide between the two. Um, And you're either going to be concerned, frustrated, outraged, done with Xbox, or out with flaming pitchforks. Take your pick. And whatever your expectations, you should or could perhaps just be understanding that based on what's gone on in the previous year, that there, so what I guess what I'm saying is mitigating circumstances, right? That for me is that whatever your take on it is that just 
you know, build in some consideration because I find that there is very little consideration or scope for humane understanding and forgiveness these days. And you only have to observe the nature of people's attitudes to sort of Jim Ryan recently, to say the least. I, I could point out to several mitigating factors in favour of Jim in relation to the low rent opinion and unkind thought processes towards him. We, we know what reactions are, boom. They employ very little acumen, comprehension and past, present and future awareness before people comment. It's just so commonplace these days. So I would suggest keeping your own counsel uh, or being in parts of communities, you know, that promote positivity. Whatever your thought process, this time of year is definitely about looking forward and imagining the very best and finding something that means a tremendous amount to you. What I hope, and this is not just for me, this is for everybody, that everybody discovers one or two games, even a handful of games, if you're a gaming savant, right, that uh, that are perhaps on the that are perhaps on the horizon. Sorry, I was thinking about Horizon Zero, Horizon Five or Six there, but, <laughs> but you, you know, and and without without any reserve whatsoever, you're lying in wait for, and and there's no need to temper your expectations. Just be understanding and sensible about it, and uh, especially after the fact, no matter how you feel, and don't just jump on Twitter and again, you know, spewing poison. Just celebrate, and I would suggest that if you have nothing promising or decent to say or positive to say while others are celebrating, the best course of action is to remain silent and observe. Look, for me, I would I would very much like it's all common sense, boom. I would very much like for E3 to rekindle my zest for for life and ga gaming for my gaming my life for my gaming life. And uh, these these events are few and far between as it is, boom. Right, once a year. I mean. You know, and depending on how much you know, you watch GamesCon or into TGS, etc., and so on and so forth. And all I want to see from from the Xbox perspective is that they show me how much the industry means to them. Specifically, Phil, that's a great point, dude. Yes, I love it. Specifically to Phil and to show how far he's come. Uh, with, of course, inevitably, boom, you know, there's a long, long, long way to go. So whatever we see, it's in its early stages. And, you know, try to just apply some common sense and enjoy it as much as you can. I so love it. Great, great stuff as always, dude. Zemi Games, let's get to you on this. You are getting excited for E3. You have been <clears> getting <throat> excited for E3 for quite some time. Yes. My question to you is... With the you know the running narrative and you know social media is known for narratives and they're certainly mm -hmm. running all over the place. Should sure. Xbox gamers and more importantly the community temper our expectations on what could be delivered from Xbox? God, everyone's gonna hate me for my answer, but yes, I think I think that everyone should temper their expectations. Now, why I, is that? I don't Please think it's, I, I don't think it's just Xbox gamers. I think Sony Ooh. gamers should, Nintendo gamers should, every every single gamer, right, should temper boo your Zemi. Everybody in the chat, boo Zemi. No, I, I think we might. I, I, I think there's a hashtag Zemi uh, cancel well, going on as it, we speak. That happens my, every show. <laughs> and let me let me also add this in though, right? I don't. I'm not saying this for any malicious reason. I don't have some hidden agenda or narrative I'm trying to push. I'm I you know, I bleed just as green as anyone else on this panel, right? I, yeah, I'm an true. Xbox fan. Zemi Keeley, right here, folks. Zemi Keeley. I do like Jeff Keeley though. Um, I like Jeff. I like Jeff. Yeah, I, I do have respect for him just overall as a person, as 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 a professional in the industry. I do have respect for him. Um but I think one thing that kind of gets maybe, you know, lost in translation 
is like I'm not anti speculation. I think speculation's great. I think the problem is is that whenever you feel that those speculations are so right that you believe in your heart of hearts that and you expect that 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 whatever your theory is becomes an expectation, and then you know inside your inside your being that that's going to be shown. It's not, and then you're going to be left a little bit disappointed. And if that happens to enough of your theories, then you you may walk away from the show really not happy. Now, is that true for everyone? Absolutely, it's not. Right? We all deal with our our expectations and just you know watching any form of media completely different than other people, but. I think for a lot of people, tempering your expectations is is a great practice to do. I really do. I'm not saying cancel, you know, uh, you know, speculating, but there is a very big, you know, distinction between, you know, a a, a um a you know speculation and you know what you're actually expecting to happen, and and for you know expectations, I I think tempering them. Uh, is is you know uh, uh, is a good course of action. Then again, you know it's also um, you know maybe you know it also kind of depends on you know what exactly you are expecting. If you're expecting some strange, outrageous thing to to the majority of people, then then of course you're going to be disappointed. Whereas if what you're generally expecting is 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 you know chances are is pretty correct that it's going to happen. Like for instance, Halo. Well, we're pretty sure that's going to be shown. Psychonauts. Uh, too, that's probably going to be shown as well. If you're expecting, you know, those types of things, the you know, the more likely outcomes, then maybe you don't really need to temper your expectations at all. But I think overall, tempering your expectations is not a negative thing. Uh, I, I think that people are kind of pushing that as as you know a negative uh, narrative of you know you might as well just expect the worst now cuz Xbox is going to blow it again and that's not the case that's not where i'm coming from with with the idea of tempering your expectation i think it's just a healthy thing to to do um <clears throat> to 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 make it where you're you're not going to get disappointed and that's the last thing i want any gamer to feel is disappointment after watching E3 and i think a great way of of potentially you know stopping that from happening is tempering your expectations go in excited go in you know pumped for this show have speculations the things that you would like to see but don't expect them to happen if they're outlandish because they're probably not going to be and then you're going to be disappointed so speculate your heart's desire out but do you know try to temper your expectations as much as you can i mean listen i i can't argue with that i, th I think it's a very fair way you ex you explained it but before I get to Josh, there's a lot of booze in the chat there. Uh, there was a lot of booze Ponso, in the chat. Ponso, you're known as the mayor of Speculation Town, which is always sunny. It's always a fine, delicious 75 degrees. And there are unicorns and rainbows all day long. My question to you is, have you closed the doors on Zemi Games? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. No more Tuesday. You know, you got three bit. <laughs> you got three bit now. We don't need Zemi on Tuesdays. We're good. You know, just just call it call it a day and, and be done with it. Boom. That, that That's all I got to say. I, well, you know, listen, he, he punched your ticket, Zemi. I'm sorry. Uh, yep. His we'll, past we'll, to Speculation Town has been permanently well, revoked. Boom, boom. I think it's time for me to jump over to that Monday show, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to switch. 
switch it up again. You have well officially. I'm sure the round. trophy room probably has a spot for you, Zemi. Don't worry. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh, Josh, let's get to you on this, brother. You have uh, been talking about Xbox uh, in a way that's very refreshing. Um, Xbox lost you for a bit, but then you came back, and for a lot of good reasons. For you. Are your expectations tempered or are they, you know, basically hoping the, they show the world? You know, when it, I, I don't I don't know if I'm built like other gamers <laughs> because like I look at I get excited by multiple things when it comes to Xbox. Of course, games Halo's coming out. That's already a win for me. Like if they only showed Halo Infinite, I'd be I'd be fine. They, they win E3 for me because I'm a huge Halo fan. I also love watching the way that they have not given up and they've continued to fight and they've, they, they're showing us that they're here to stay, right? And so I don't feel like they're... Of course, I want to see them drop bombs that, you know, silence the haters and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I just want to see them keep the momentum that they have and uh, get people excited, get people talking. And I I guess I'm kind of a glass half full kind of guy when it comes to these events. And I'm going to take what's for me and what I'm going to get stoked about. And that's going to be great. And what other people like. I I've been covering Nintendo, right? The last four years I've talked about it. The last few directs that Nintendo's done, there hasn't been a lot for me. But you can look at you can look at Twitter. You can see the people that are excited about some of these more niche titles or things like that. These are not a bad thing. They're not a bad thing at all. They, I may not be opening my wallet to go purchase some of these things, but that's okay because other people are going to enjoy it, and that's a good thing. So I don't know. I, I think I always keep my expectations kind of in check and just look for, I just look for the things that uh, I, I just celebrate the things that are, that are for me. And other than that, everything else is just like, Hey, cool. Somebody's going to like it. And that's great. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I, again, very well, very well said, very straight and to the point. Definitely appreciate that, Josh. I, I do want to catch up with some of the super chats that have come in, and uh, then we're going to get to the topic number three. And I think the next one is the one that the uh, six, nearly 600 people here um, have uh, been waiting for. Um, and we have, um, let's see. Okay, so if Sin Vendetta, wow, dude, drops an additional final super chat to say, correct, Zemi. It is the Thrustreal tail hair so you were correct zemi you, you had not you, you had no faith in me by the way boom i you had no faith in me you know what dude i have to go based on prior um you know uh, accounts and <laughs> no i did not have any faith but you know what you proved me wrong damn it um Thanos in the chat generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding five dollars of chances e3 is going to be the biggest c uh tease in gaming uh, a gaming ever the consoles are still hard to purchase yeah it, it really is i mean that that's not and that's not going away bro until potentially the start of next year and that sucks uh dafkin 89 drops a two dollars of chance says ea got hacked well that's not good uh, i didn't even know about that i'll read that story on the back end of the program gerald mack drops an additional very generous two dollars of chance says thank you archimedes Wolf and stein awesome 
I don't know if I said it right, but I'm trying. <laughs> it um, was close. It was close. <laughs> Dan Lazaro, generous friend of the show. He drops. A five hours of chances. Temper expectation does not mean kill your excitement. What world are you living in? High expectations always leads to being unsatisfied. I agree with that. And the Liz. 2212, I think it is, um, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, after 2020 COVID, let's just sit back and enjoy the show and announcement. The games and consoles will come. Excite, excited? Are we getting back to normal? Yeah, and I think you're on. Oh, yeah, so it's, uh, BGC just dropped it. EA confirms hacks. Hackers have stolen the source code for FIFA 21 and the Frostbite engine. Well, what a bunch of boobs. That's all I can say. Um, but you know what, folks? Listen, we're up to date with the Super Chats. I cannot thank you enough, but we have to get into one of the big topics. This is the one that everyone has come for. Predictions of the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase is what is going to be next. And with first party being under a microscope for the entire campaign of last gen, nothing seems more important than a good look behind the curtain into the next 18 to 24 months. The question for the panel, the question for the chat is what will Xbox and Bethesda show? And I'm actually going to start uh, very quickly with, of course, Archimedes. Archimedes, what do you? What are you expecting? What big surprises? What do you say that's guaranteed going to be there? Where do you fall in what these two behemoths in Microsoft and Zenimax, but more, more specifically Bethesda, are going to show during their 90-minute showcase on Sunday afternoon? <laughs> oh, you, you want to fill the rest of the show with all of that? Because I could easily <laughs> do that. But let me break it down to the most important announcements I think are going to happen. Um, I mean, as the closer we get to the to the, the actual showcase, um, I see predictions get even more crazier every day. So I want to keep it a little bit more realistic uh, today. Um, what do I expect? I expect Microsoft to open up with Halo. Um, of course, Halo Infinite. And I do say they will open the show with that, even though they did the same last year, for one single reason. Um, they don't have to explain Halo. Halo is self-explanatory. Is that a word? I don't know. Um, it, you can show that game with a trailer. You can show a little bit of multiplayer for that and then simply bring up public beta launching this summer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the game will explain itself. And no matter what they show with Halo, whether the graphics are going to be mind-blowing or um, just really, really good, um, the, or the gameplay looks good or not, or whatever, Halo will be a big point of discussion after the show. And so they want to get that kind of out of the way. Everyone knows Halo is coming. Um, everyone is excited for it. And so to open up the show with Halo Infinite and the announcement of a multiplayer beta this summer is, is something that that would just set the the yeah the mood for the rest of the showcase. Because then they will have a couple of other games that they have to kind of have to announce and have to explain a little bit, like Starfield. You cannot show Starfield at the beginning or the end because for Starfield, a Todd R. Howard has to come on stage and explain the game. What is the and vision my, for the my, game? My question is, is he wearing the brown leather jacket or the black <laughs> leather jacket? He's, He's such a beautiful man. Praise be his name. His, his Todd game, Howard. 
Amen. Since he has started to work on the Indiana Jones game, he kind of has to go with the brown one, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a, that's he's going to look good regardless, there. guys. He's going to look good regardless. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No, but um, coming back, I think Starfield definitely going to be at the showcase and it will be somewhere in the middle with a section where a Todd Howard comes out and explains the game. We will see certain gameplay um, uh, elements for that game and we will learn what that game is, what the scope of the game is, is what the vision for the game is. And so they pack that in the middle somewhere of the show. Around that, we will get a couple of um, announcements from AA games. Yeah, of course, I expect them to show Crossfire X. I expect them to show the gunk. I expect them to show maybe um, definitely the flight simulator, kind of the question whether you consider double A AA or triple A, but let's, that game will be somewhere in the middle with the announcement, um, of the release date for next Tuesday. Then we have Psychonauts 2 in there, um, somewhere around the middle, either before or, um, after Starfield. And then they come back and try to bring up the hype at the end of the show. And they show a couple of bigger games, then definitely probably or probably uh, i assume they will show forza horizon 5 then um with its release date or target probably they will i i assume they will say for a lot of games more release windows or targets like fall 2021 or spring 2022 or something like that because if they nail down a specific date and something moves they have to announce a delay and if you just announce fall 2021 and you have to move the game for one month fall still is the right correction that's why i think we won't get many actual release dates outside of halo and psychonauts 2 and flight simulator but anyway um coming back to what the games are i think um forza horizon 5 will be there and then it will get exciting because we we will need that second big um, Bethesda game. Bethesda usually had their own showcase, yeah, and you don't have a showcase with just one game, even if it's a fantastic game like a or a big game like um, um, Starfield. You don't have a own sh your own showcase with just one big game. So Bethesda has to have at least one or two other major announcements in there, and everyone is saying definitely Project Omen will be there. Um, yep. which would be awesome to see what Arcane has been working on. Yeah, We haven't had a vampire, a proper triple-A budget vampire game uh, in a while. Um, so that would be definitely awesome to see. Um, but I think um, the, the other big focus from, from Bethesda will be, like we said earlier, Wolfenstein 3. Yeah? Um, that game will be announced. And then they end up, end, end the show with one big triple a gameplay reveal trailers either for fable or about um or hellblade 2 maybe perfect dark something like that something really big really big um with a, a little gameplay trailer that everyone's jaw drops to the floor and you're speechless with mind-blowing graphics and with that they end the show so and in between that of course we will get a few announcements um like uh, probably a third, like I said earlier, one or two third big third-party games um, coming to Game Pass um, with a bunch of other games. Um, 
probably smaller AA games, which they announced that they will come to Game Pass. Um, I still think Far Cry 6 is a possibility and Dying Light 2. And well, the latest rumor says um, at least three studio new studios. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they have to pack that also in there. But I don't think that they end the show uh, with that. They will no. end the show with one big uh, graphic showcase for the for the studio. I would sets. love for them to end the show with Hellblade gameplay. Yes, and I think exactly. they can do it. I'm sorry. I, I know. I know that the COVID was a thing. I understand. I'm not a developer, so I don't know crap. But I can tell you, they've been working on this game for many years and i think a two and a half you know 245 minute trailer can and should have been put together to show off some sort of gameplay i mean that that but then that that's just my opinion on it you know what zemi games let's bring you into the conversation you know this is uh this was a great topic on ilp for uh you know um cognito asked open close and middle of the conference but i took i took this topic a little different i i kind of want you to spell out your conference if you if you're wearing these uh the uh the pants of phil spencer how do you paint this conference what are you going to show what opens what closes and what's in the middle of the xbox bethesda conference happening this sunday (laughs) um you know i I, I'm not 100% sure on what should open, what should close, all that. I haven't really dug a whole lot into the strategy behind, you know, how they would show each each game or whatever. Uh, but I do think that opening with Halo would be a very, very strong, uh, you know, strong play. I mean, that was definitely a game that um, got a lot of flack last year, and so to open that up as as almost a redemption kind of story and 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 show that game off first. I think would really show Xbox's confidence and 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 all the hard work that three four three uh, three four three had put into that game. So I think that that would be an amazing one to start off with. Um, and, and I do agree. You know, the closing uh, should be um, should be uh, you know either a game that we've never seen before that just is insane. You know, graphically or maybe something that we just haven't seen in quite a while, like Hellblade. I, I think that that would make you know a lot of sense to, to do it that way. As for the in-between, I, I think the most important thing is that they keep the pacing up, right? You know, don't drag anything out longer than what it needs to be. Keep the show moving. And I, I think that you can, you know, uh, do that a multitude of ways. So, you know, the middle of the show, just make sure that the pacing's right. As for the actual titles that I would like to see there or think are going to appear uh, during the, 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 the showcase, um, you know, and, and, you know, this kind of, you know, gets put into two different categories, the almost guaranteed category and the uh, Zimmy's just speculating out his butt category. And, you know, for the guaranteed, I think, you know, Halo Infinite, for sure, we're, we're pr- you know, definitely going to see that one, right? Forza, I think there's a very good chance that we will probably see something Forza. I'm really hoping that it's motorsports. I would cry if it was Horizon because I don't want to lose my beard. But You're going to shave here. your beard, that, brother. That's neither here nor there. Flight Sim comes out this summer, right? Um, it's, I mean, I can't imagine it not being there, but you know, I, I, that's why it's in the, you know, almost guaranteed category, uh, 12 minutes. Th- I mean, this has been a game that I've been tracking for the longest time, uh, it, you know, is you're going to release coming soon. Um, and you know, we know that there's definitely going to be some indie games that are going to be shown off, uh, during this presentation. So I, I, I don't know why that shouldn't be there. Um, 
Psychonauts 2, I, I think once again is is definitely should be in the guaranteed or almost guaranteed category. Uh, same as Starfield. I, I think that we definitely will see Starfield and Todd Howard's beautiful locks of uh, of hair. Um, but in the more of the speculation, you know, realm, I think avowed, right? I don't think it's even remotely close to being done. So there's not really a whole lot of reasons why you should waste airtime and show that whenever you could show other things that are going to release sooner and, and be more relevant to gamers today, right? Um, <clears throat> Ninja Theory's Hellblade, I don't know, uh, you know about the release date of that. You know, part of me kind of wants to put it in the, in, the, in the guaranteed category, but then also part of me, you know, says maybe they're going to hold off on that. Um, then again, you know, there, there's, there's, you know, and that's for Hellblade and also Project Mara. We could possibly see something from either of those IPs, but um, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, and the last thing that I kind of throw in the speculation category is really, really out there. Uh, I'm not expecting this whatsoever, but I think it would be amazing. And I was actually talking to, you know, boom, I was talking to you about this before the show, is Cyberpunk something, right? And I understand that Cyberpunk isn't an Xbox exclusive, but they did or do have that marketing deal with them. And for the console space, it's currently the only place that you can actually purchase the game right now because PlayStation took it off their uh, off their stores. Um, I, I would love to see, you know, a short little trailer um, giving a release date for the free DLC that has been talked about for a very long time now, but also the the upgraded version of the game, like the, the you know the graphical update for the for the Series X uh, for the Series S. Um, I would love to see that type of news being announced uh, during the Xbox showcase. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's all I got for this uh, for this topic. Well, that's great stuff, dude. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Boxer Bear, uh, Archimedes, you got to get out of here because you're going to go hang out with the indie gamer yeah. for the Jeff Keeley event. I want to thank you so much for stopping by, hanging out with us, and we're definitely going to see you on Sunday's uh, coverage of the Xbox Bethesda show. Um, and uh, definitely check out um, Archimedes' channel. He's been putting out one video after another, and each one that he puts out is better than the last, Archimedes. Enjoy the rest of your day, brother. Thank you so much for letting me on the show. Sorry I have to bail out, but I have to eat something because it's past dinner time for me, and yeah, yeah, in 30 yeah. minutes I have to go. Thank you all. Uh, it's been a pleasure on the show. You ha guys have an amazing discussion, and, yeah, let's have a fantastic E3 week all together. Yes, awesome to be on show with you, Archie. Thanks, man. <clears throat> thanks, brother. And, you know, it's Punk Soul. Let's get your opinion on us. I know you have a lot to say. It's going to be detailed. And that's what we love about you. What do you open? What do you close? What do you put in the middle? And what else do you expect these two behemoths to show fans this Sunday? Oh, boy. I, this is a big one, Boom. Um, So I, I think you do open with Halo. Um, I think that makes the most sense. I think it is definitely going to be what we heard about uh, with the multiplayer uh, focused uh, show off uh, showcase and then obviously announcing beta, um, you know, very soon. I, I hope that they give us a date, dude. That would be uh, massive. I think they will. I, I think they'll give it. I think that's the big portion of it. I do still think that we are going to see some single player uh, campaign stuff. Um, I don't think they're going to ignore it. Um, you know, I just think the real focus is going to be on the multiplayer and what they're bringing to the table with that. I think it's going to be a, a big showcase of that uh, because so many people are excited. That's the free to play portion. Um, and I definitely think that that's something that they're going to push um, and want to get people really talking talking about 
even though everybody's already talking about it, I think they really want to show all the people that may be on the fence wondering what it's going to turn out to look like and be like. Uh, I think they want to give people a much clearer uh, picture of what this is going to all entail when it comes to this. And and definitely the beta release uh, and release date is going to be key to that to give everybody uh, that wants to a taste. Um, and so I think that that's going to be a huge uh, opening uh, part of it. Uh, I've gone back and forth uh, on what I would close it, uh, close with uh, as far as a bookend goes. So, you know, if it was me, I'd bookend um, that uh, at the end of the show with Starfield. Uh, I, I, you know, again, God Howard, his presence on stage is undeniable. His demonstrations, uh, what he's done in the past, everybody still talks about to this day. And I think yes. that's how you close the show. Now, my only caveat with that is if... You close the show with Starfield, that's perfect, but do you do that one last thing, right? Do you do that one last mic drop moment? Starfield itself is already going to be huge. I think you have you, to, dude. Like, do, I, I right. really think you have to. Right, and boom, you and I, um, you know, we both talked about this, so, you know, forgive me, chat, we're going deep into speculation town here, but it's something that boom and I and other people have all been on for a long time, and I know people say it's impossible, um, but I think you close, uh, you know, with a deal with splinter cell um and i think that would be the mic drop moment um i think that would just cause a complete frenzy and chaos um and again i'm not saying it's gonna happen i have a gut oh god boom don't do it <laughs> uh, i'll do it one more time for just just because we're doing it folks the lights go low the lights yep. go black right somehow or another there's just one more thing and you hear this and it says oh. Xbox exclusive. Listen, oh, God. I got goosebumps <laughs> just saying it. And I'll say it again. I'm uh, not ashamed. I get it every time, boom. And, uh, you know, again, that, but whatever it is, I think you do leave the show. Even if you show, even if you bookend it with Starfield, I think you do end the show with some type of moment like that. Uh, whatever it is, I think, uh, I think Microsoft has so many deals in the works. Xbox has so many deals in the works right now that I think it's possible they could have come up with something big to do it on and if it's splinter cell my god internet's going to absolutely explode everybody it's done it's end of the show i saw an ilp i mean obviously the response that you got boom when you said it was insane so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what it's funny i got almost 100 followers that day on twitter which is freaking awesome i mean listen i'm nobody so that was that was pretty humbling to say the least but yeah, yeah i agree the, with you listen i don't know what the deal is with splinter cell but I will say yeah. this. Uh, Microsoft is in a position that they yes. want to spend money. Yes. And with the TikTok deal and the Discord deal falling through, they were willing to drop tens of billions on yep. these things. Right. Going, to, going to Ubisoft and saying, here is five Brinks trucks with lots of money in there to lock up an exclusive. Now, granted, I know that it was it was it was suggested that they would buy the IP, and I actually went with it, but that's not originally yeah. what I meant. I, I think what needs to happen, and I'm going to say this with the absolute most disrespect way I can say it, is they have to pull a Sony, and they yeah. have to tell the Sony players if you want to play the next Splinter Cell for the next 24 months, either a tough titty 
the words yep. of, of of the great and late Richard Pryor, or <laughs> B, you got to get an Xbox or be a part of Xbox Game Pass and play it on all the rigs that all these Sony players have. Correct. Uh, and that's and that is the yep. way that they do it. And I think that you rub the fit. You you listen. I know that this is disrespectful to say, and I normally don't act like acting like this, but you know we have seen Sony do it time and time again, and I think it's time for Xbox to flex the money muscles that, that Sony does just not have. They do not have the money muscles. Uh, of, you're talking about, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger muscles to, like, uh, you know, someone who's just off the street muscles. It's just, you, there's no comparison. And that's, the, that, that's when you compare the monies. So what they need to do and what they absolutely have to do is go after a, 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 an IP that has been laid dormant for almost eight years. Right. Let it come back in a big way and tell the world the only way you can play this is either on PC or on an Xbox or through Xbox Game Pass. And that's it. And they locked it up for 24 months. Exactly. Exactly. Boom. You are spot on. You know, both and I, both you and I are right there. We are the same mindset when it comes to this. So again, I know we're supposed to just focus on the first party stuff. I apologize. It took us a little bit off road here, but uh, I had to just because it, it would be that moment of E3 that would be remembered for a very, very long time. Yes. And it's something that Microsoft and Xbox are now in the position to do, like you were just talking about, Boom, which they have not been uh, in that position for a very long time, uh, if ever. So that that would be huge. Uh, so I think, uh, I think that's the way I would do it. Um, as far as the middle goes... <laughs> The stuff that we know about Flight Sim, obviously, uh, we know that's coming. Uh, and now that we have pretty much confirmation, uh, yep, Psychonauts 2, uh, that's going to be in there. Um, Forza Horizon 5, I think, is the middle of the show in between Halo and Starfield. I think you, I think you again, cover all your bases with the big three AAAs. Um, I know st I'm still on the hill that Starfield comes out this year, but even if it's not, that's your three big AAAs that everybody's been waiting for. Um, and it lines up perfectly. You put Forza Horizon 5, Mexico in the middle, uh, spot on. I, I, I think you meant motorsports, sir. Uh, no, I did not, Zemi. I'm sorry. Oh. I apologize. Zemi shaving that beard, brother, I, folks. I, I, we I didn't know. know what he's talking about. He had a, he had a bet <laughs> that if Forza Horizon releases this year, off goes the beard. Right. And unfortunately, I think he's going to have to do that. Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, I, think, I think that, um, you know, uh, Wolfenstein uh, will be there if it yes. has been in the works, which we all have to believe unless they're making something brand new that we are not aware of in any way, shape or form that, you know, machine games with the announcement that the Indian they're going to be working on Indiana Jones. I think that they, something has to be close to being done and it would only make sense that it is uh, Wolfenstein three. Um, I definitely think that that is something that will show up there. That's another huge game. Uh, um, but I think that you've got that in there as well. Uh, obviously, then we've got Project Typhoon. Uh, and I know we're going to try to get to this boom too, as far as uh, a topic goes, as far as the purchase to Project Typhoon that Jez has alluded to forever. Uh, we know now uh, almost for certain because so many people, insiders, uh, big big people uh, around the industry have talked about that this is by Avalanche Studios um, and that Avalanche Studios is probably uh, the next purchase. 
um, and the one that could be announced. So I'm including this in the first party because if they talk about this and that they, and they're going to talk about the purchase and then they're going to talk about their game that they're working on. And that's and that's that Project Typhoon uh, game, a third person game. Uh, Colt gave a little bit more information than I had heard from anywhere else on his XNC cast uh, last week. Uh, he talked about or on Monday night, I should say, he talked about uh, that he uh, believes that, well, from what he's heard, that you're not going to be the good guys in this game. So that would rule out another just cause because we all know Avalanche Avalanche's uh, studios is well known for their just cause. But he said you, you're not going to be playing. He alluded that you're not going to be playing as the good guys in this one. So if that it's possible with all the IP per purchases, uh, rumors that have been going around that this is a part of one of those IPs that they've bought. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, but I definitely think we hear about that. We hear about Project Omen from uh, Avalanche. Again, boom, you and I had some big discussions. Again, thank you for the shout out at ILP because uh, we talked about this on Xbox Factor Podcast that this, uh, my belief is, is that Omen is definitely a clue that they did not name that just out of the blue Omen because it does have to do with vampires so we're talking about blood omen legacy of Cain, whether it's a spiritual successor uh or whether they have actually worked out a deal with square enix to get you know to to make a game based on the ip which they do own the legacy of Cain. for all of uh, us older gamers out there it is one of those near and dear to our hearts love the legacy of Cain. Uh, it would be huge to either have a new one or just a spiritual successor in some way to that that game uh man i can't wait to hear about this project omen um and then i think uh we definitely get something from obsidian now you know avowed has been downplayed that there's no they're not going to show it here um i think we get a grounded update for sure uh, i know not everybody people is going to love that but i definitely think that they have some some big plans for grounded so i think we're going to hear about that and then i think we either do get a snippet of new avowed uh or something else they're working on because we know obsidian has uh, somewhere they could have four projects in the works right now between grounded avowed and maybe possibly two others a third one for sure so i think we might get a teaser uh for one of those new ones uh if they don't show avowed in there um and then i think we also get a teaser from either one or both of in exile and compulsion um i think more likely we see something from in exile as a teaser much like uh, Obsidian did with Avowed. Uh, they've been working on their game for quite a long time. Yeah. Phil has talked about it, uh, that he was excited uh, what In Exile had doing uh, had going on there, and I think it's time that we see like a little teaser like we did with Avowed. You could get um, an announcement for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, absolutely. And then I think, uh, you know, they obviously do a montage of, of the smaller games, the indies, um, 12 Minutes, Tunic, uh, Scorn, Stalker 2, Crossfire X, all deserve some spot spotlight time especially if they're still launching this year uh, which we have no reason to believe that they're not at some point going to be coming out this year so I think we definitely see something from them and then obviously you're rounded out with the third party stuff Battlefield we know uh, is going to be a major player on this stage we're going to get gameplay uh, for Battlefield and I'm so freaking hyped I cannot yeah. wait I know a lot of people have different thoughts on that but as far as an old Battlefield guy I, I cannot wait to see some gameplay um, and then you know a surprise you play plus coming into game pass um yeah, that's, being that's a part of it be there. Yeah, that would be I, huge that would be huge so that that's my rundown well it's, it's listen that's a fantastic <laughs> show if, if it doesn't happen like that then shame on microsoft they should hire you for sure uh <laughs> vj let's get your opinion on this you know obviously the significance and importance 
of start, mm -hmm. middle, and finish is something that is probably weighing on everyone at uh, at Redmond right now. Uh, obviously, the show is done, mm -hmm. and they understand the the significance uh, of of what they're going to show us. Where 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 do you fall on start, middle, and finish, and what are you expecting them to show? Um, I'm pretty relaxed, to be honest with you, Boob. Um, I think the narrative that um, I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping. I think the narrative, and I think it needs to be addressed. The narrative that Xbox has no games is long in the tooth, and I think the narrative has evolved to with so many studios and teams and second party relationships and, uh, you know, sort of supplementing first party output. Why is there a lack of promotional visibility? And perhaps this is the E3 feel earmarked all those years ago as to when Xbox comes of age or finally announces itself on, well, announces itself full on and, and, and center stage. Um, although perhaps it might just be a digital showing, but, but when it comes to, first party content i think that no longer do xbox gamers have to sort of reside in limbo uh, waiting endlessly for hope to finally materialize and or and just sort of um having to feast themselves on on whispers and and, and something that's perhaps forthcoming right from from uh, in terms of speculation and this show perhaps um you know we can all finally leave purgatory and you know we're all aboard noah's ark and perhaps Game Pass is Noah's Ark going forward. Who knows? And at the same time, and for a long period of time, we've also been observing and discussing on this show the impact of last year's events and the inadvertent effects um, it's had on small, medium, and uh, large developers and publishers. There's, there's no question there. So I would say that perhaps, you know, uh, we should be a little considerate, understanding humane and civil in our approach before many undoubtedly will totally lose the plot um, if the showcase isn't as extravagant or tantalizingly um, hypnotic as, as one might have hoped. I think that for me, as I said, I'm really relaxed from everything that I've kind of seeing happen right now. But I would really would like to see a roadmap specifically regarding the imminent and uh, near future releases. That, that would be great if even if trailers aren't available, somewhat like when you know Marvel sort of showcases upcoming phases and states slates of movies and TV shows with you know with all the brands on screen for everyone to sort of plainly see, so they've got something to hold on to and, and an understanding of what's forthcoming. And uh, for me, it's it's everything is kind of dovetails with with Game Pass. I've I've made my sort of positive and sort of adversarial adversarial or non-conformist observations pretty clear. I've, I've given my perspective on Game Pass as, a, as an individual consumer and also from his perspective as a, as a united community and how we should look at it, right, and, and, and things that need to be addressed. For me, it's, it's all about quality and diversity over quantity and, and falling into the realms of mediocrity. That's the trap Xbox have to avoid now and long term. And, and I spoke of this even, even last year. Uh, look, we can look. I can sit here and and sort of sort of guess in terms of, or perhaps even suggest what Xbox should or should do or or could do. I mean, it's all good fun, right? At the end of the day, for me, whatever Field does should be aligned with Game Pass. As as long as you don't diminish or dilute the, the hope and possibility of what Game Pass represent and its and the values it was founded upon, I'm all good. But besides Game Pass. Um, you know, sort of evolving or doubling down on it in, in terms of content. I think I'm with um, with Pong here that Halo should definitely have a far more welcoming um, coming out, should we say, or coming out party this time around compared to last year. 
Uh, and on top of that, I think everything is a bonus. It's, it's a huge title boom to, to come out um, this quarter. If I was a publisher, I wouldn't want to go up against it. Um, and if you're asking me for the one game to shine, I got, I got to remain consistent with logical thought in tow. You know, given the amount of money that's been paid, given some of the hints that we've have, I'd expect um, for me personally, obviously, is a selfish uh, request. Is that without, and without hesitation, it have to be Starfield. I. I hope it's a game for me, and if not, that's fine too. It will surely find an audience, an audience, if not appeal to to to, to the masses, if um, in, in the tens of millions, I guess, in terms of an audience. And for me, it's all about Xbox looking to maintain um, their position and heading towards the top. And in order to do that, expectations need to always be higher uh, than where they are today. And and that's that's just the way business is. You have to drive forward. You have to have a dream, otherwise, you know, how we have a dream come true. Um, and I feel Phil has done exactly that, and he's done that, and 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 always pursued um, a higher goal that perhaps isn't attainable. Um, and he's done, and I think he's done that in order to get Xbox in the position it is in today. And um, as I said before, in, in some of the early topics, we can't see what's going on exactly behind the scenes, and we have to believe. I have to believe that Xbox will do something special, especially as they are making up for lost ground and time, and time is something that's not always on your side. And um, and you need a bit of luck as well, and you, you need your studios to step up, and you need your management team to step up, and it's not all on him. Uh, do I want Phil to show us Xbox are at the peak of their powers or potentially reaching their peak? Of course, yes. But at the same time, I'm understanding and very, very relaxed. This is, um, And there is nothing that I have seen or heard that suggests any sort of uh, cause for concern. And I would just say, everyone, please sit back and look forward to the show. Yeah, well, great stuff as always. In closing out uh, this particular topic, N64, Josh, what do you open with? What do you close with? What do you plaster in the middle? And what else would you show if you were wearing the Phil Spencer pants? Okay, I hope you guys are ready for this. I'm going to go as quickly as possible. So let's start the show with the 20th anniversary of Xbox. Showcase some of the, uh, you know, the history, the, the ups, the downs. And then games like Crimson Skies, Mech Assault. I even yes. threw in Brute Force just because, yeah. you know, you know, just just it, it needs a little love. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Right. From that, give us a new game from one of those IPs. I would be over the moon or maybe some kind of collection or whatever. My biggest thing is I just want to play Crimson Skies online. Okay, I, I've, I've said it. That's what I want. Uh, moving right into what's going to happen with Nintendo. Cloud games on Switch, Master Chief Collection, Rare Replay, Master Chief and Smash. Could we finally see Goldeneye? It's done. It's ready to go. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. New Banjo game? Is there something that could it comes out on the Switch and the Xbox? Possibly. Uh, from there, get into games that we know are coming. Halo, the multiplayer, the beta announcement, maybe an update on Fable, Perfect Dark, Hellblade, State of Decay 3, Forza Horizon 5, sorry, Zemi, uh, Everwind, Avowed, Game Pass, right? Moving right into Game Pass. What are we going to see for, for third party, first party, Battlefield? We know it's we're going to get something from them. Hollow Knight, finally. Cuphead, any kind of an update there? uh grounded moving on into bethesda maybe we see and this kind of ties into game pass maybe some more classic games make their way to game pass 
Fallout Shelter 2. Everybody wants that, right? <laughs> Starfield, Indiana Jones game, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein 3. Did I say it right? Yes, and, I think you uh, did. Uh, and then f- finishing off the show with some new games and acquisitions, maybe that Rise 2 that we've kind of been hoping and wanting. Uh, I-, I like what... Uh, uh what 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 pong said about splinter cell and, and something like that if, if that's if, if the show somewhat if i if i hit some of the uh some of these guesses i'm gonna be even if i hit half of them i'm i'm gonna be stoked and uh it, it's gonna be a great show yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I think everybody's been really on point. This has been a fantastic two-hour show. I hope everyone enjoyed it, folks. We had almost 600 people here. Uh, we had a lot of new viewers, at, at least by the, some of the names I don't recognize. If you are new to this show, of course, I want to say thank you for taking the time. Hopefully, you enjoyed yourself enough to do two things. One, hit the like button because it helps more than you know. And more importantly, consider subscribing to Double Barrel Gaming. And as we get close... Once we hit 10K, folks, Mrs. Boomstick and I are doing something unbelievably special. It's called the 10K giveaway, and we are giving away two monster prizes. One is an Xbox Series X with a year of Xbox Game Pass, and the run-em-up prize, not too shabby, an Xbox Series S with, yes, one year of Xbox Game Pass. So you say, how do I get in on this? Well, I normally don't like doing this because people sub just to win, and they don't sub for the content, and that's disappointing. But the way that we're doing it for this particular contest is all you have to do is be subscribed to the channel, and that is it. And it's that simple. So if you're not subscribed and you want uh, in- incredible content, and I think you should have, uh, you know, you should subscribe to, of course, Double Barrel Gaming, I, I, you know, I would honestly greatly appreciate it uh, because, you know, th- we work really hard here to bring you the, um, the best content possible. And this upcoming week is going to be incredible. Um, so, of course, we hope that you join. And uh, listen, let's get to the outros, folks. Let's get to the outros. And obviously, um, you know, Zemi, let's start with you, brother. Um, first of all, you're going to be a part of a lot of these upcoming shows. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, check out your site. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the site, constantgamer.com, it is actually uh, undergoing some changes, uh, and I'll definitely have more updates uh, for that you know, later on as, uh, as those changes are being implemented. But for the, the meantime, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter. I actually have two Twitter accounts. The first one is constant underscore gamers. Um, and the second one is my personal account, which is just, uh, at Zimmy games. Um, and then I also have a YouTube channel. It's called constant gamer. Uh, on that YouTube channel, we post a bunch of, uh, gaming related content, theories, uh, news videos, reviews, uh, let's plays, just all sorts of gaming content. So if that's your type of thing, uh, check out the channel, subscribe, uh, and, and, you know, watch some content, uh, boom, man, fantastic show as always. I'm super, you know, happy that I was uh, able to join today and, and talk about, um, E3 and, uh, I'll be watching the show and, um, I can't wait to jump on a show, uh, next week and, and, you know, give, uh, give my, uh, I guess my grade, uh, if you will. Uh, but yeah, thanks. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much, brother. Definitely appreciate you being here. And 64 Josh, you got a lot going on. You're going to be joining me on, of course, the Nintendo program. Uh, tell everyone about where they could check out your incredible Twitch content, where they could look at your YouTube channel and reach out to you on social media. So, yeah, everywhere is N64Josh. I got N64Josh.com, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. I'm, I'm there. TikTok. And uh, I've also got the Xbox Now channel that's recently started on YouTube. And we have the site xboxnow.tv that is slowly, slowly getting articles. And I'm slowly building a team of writers. And it's, uh, it's a good time. So the Xbox Now podcast is happening every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific. And it's about a 30 to 40 minute show where we look at about three topics and uh, uh, kind of break them down real quick. And then I also host the Nintendo Powercast, which is it's it's so close to its one millionth download. We're, we're slowly. Oh, nice. Dude. Slowly Congratulations on that. So, uh, yeah, it's been going on. It's been the show's four years old. So it's it's been a uh, um, it's been a lot of fun. Well, listen, it's great to have you a part of today's program, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, Pong So, brother, you are here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> Tell everyone yeah. where shows you're going to be on, what you're going to be doing for E3, where can people reach out to you on social media, and what you got going on on Saturday mornings. Absolutely, Boom. Hey, first of all, uh, you know, Gary Duddle, good uh, friend of the show, member of your uh, show here, Boom. Uh, he had a great idea. When you hit 10K, can we get a cancel Zemi emoji as well? Can, can uh, we get that done? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Oh, wow. I, I, I support that as well. <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, but no, great show, Boom. Awesome to be here with all these amazing panel members. Uh, again, love you all. Chat, you guys were absolutely incredible. Nearly 600 people. That is ridiculous. Love to see it. The E3 hype is real, guys. Uh, you can find me, Pong Soul, everywhere. Um, and then as Boom alluded to, uh, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, this is going to be a crazy weekend here. I've got real life work, but man, I'm trying to make things happen but uh anyways uh you can find me tomorrow night on uh the xbox ultimate with uh fun speculation aka mav his wife his beautiful wife caitlin and the rest of the magnificent seven obviously we're going to be in full e3 swing so check us out there 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central saturday morning uh e3 man this is going to be great living split screen split screen all one word myself and steel rain uh we are going to be live 9 a.m uh eastern time or 9 a.m central time uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time, um, and that is going to be crazy. We are going to be giving all of our predictions that day, um, and then Saturday night I'll be on the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam, nice. Centurion, Stagrilla, uh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, uh, and Fuzzy Belvedere, and then uh, obviously Sunday uh, you're going to be able to catch uh, myself and Steel Rain. We're doing a living split screen Xbox Ultimate mashup for coverage of E3 for the Xbox event, so you can catch us there i know everybody's doing shows it's going to be insane uh steel rain and i will also be doing nightly recaps uh each day uh going forward after uh probably after we we'll, might want to do one tonight on games fest uh so find us there otherwise i'll be back next tuesday i know i wasn't here for this tuesday but i'll be back on the xbox factor podcast uh with mr boomstick mr boomstick i don't know zemi are you going to be here this next tuesday or not yes. bud yes he'll be there. yes awesome and three bit 
is joining the crew. My brother from another three bit is going to be there. It's going to be awesome on Tuesday, but yeah, just keep an eye out. Uh, I got something else uh, lined up for Saturday as well. Um, I don't know if it's been officially not. I, I don't think it has, but uh, definitely keep your eyes open. I'll be everywhere as much as possible. So again, appreciate it. Love you all. Thank you. E3 Christmas is here. Gamers enjoy it. The golden age of gaming is upon us. Well, thank you so much, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And of course, uh, VJ, why don't you tell us about what you got going on? I'm sure you got a lot going on as well. Um, and of course, we appreciate you being here. Sure. Talk about it, brother. Um, first of all, Boo, I'm not quite sure I was quite in the realm of accuracy uh, when answering your questions today. Because I, And I'm sorry about that, because I know you put in a tremendous amount of effort, right, putting these shows and, and show notes together, uh, especially on a consistent basis. But um, but yeah, I I think I'm on a couple of shows. I think I'm with you on Sunday if if, if there's still space, and um and also be on yes. Stub, uh, I'll also be on Stubbs Gaming uh, later on in the day, and uh, yeah, you know me, boom. Uh, it happens often when I find myself on, on the on the popular side of of, uh, of thoughts, right? I always try to give a, a counter view or, or standing on the opposite side, right? Just to, just to help kick the tires of uh, popular thinking. So uh, again, thanks very much. Well, thank you for being here, brother. And listen, before we get on out of here, I, I got to thank a bunch of people. Uh, first of all, we got a ridiculous amount of new channel members. Kevin Pearson in the chat has become a, a member of Double Barrel Gaming. Thank you so much for that. Fork Boy Gaming. And we know that guy. He hangs out with Wilmy Hood and the crew. Uh, thank you, Fork Boy. Definitely appreciate you becoming a channel member once again. And John B has become a channel member again. Definitely appreciate that. And of course, we have some super chats that have come in. Gerald Mac dropped several, a total of three more. First one is five dollars. He says, with all the new studio acquisitions, Microsoft and Xbox are really uh, playing big bank. Uh, take little bank. It's not a closable gap. Uh, hashtag sleep. Hashtag sleeping giant. Indeed, he drops another one for two dollars and says he said it. Wolfenstein. Yes, he did. And Gerald Mack drops another one. Remember, Ubisoft said that they had a big surprise for their show, which is the day before Microsoft show. That surprise might in fact be Splinter Cell and Chuck Eagle. Hey man, I I never saw the name. I hope that you enjoyed enough to subscribe to the channel. He drops. An outstanding $5 super chat and says, excited to be able to watch E3 with my favorite podcaster, Boom. Thank you for that. That's very kind of you. My E3 predictions is you'll be over 10K subs by the end of the E3. Keep up the great work. Well, dude, that is extremely kind of you. And from your mouth to the gaming God's ears. But listen, folks, thank you so much for tuning in, hanging out with us for two plus hours. And we hope that you enjoy E3 as much as we are. And stay tuned to the channel for all of the updates enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see you tomorrow morning on the newest episode of breakfast with boom where we're going to break down jeff Keeley's event that goes live in literally under an hour and of course i'll close out the show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught me with kids and he said son treat others how you want to be treated also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Ooh.